Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Giving God praise and glory and honor and just thanking him for all of his blessings, for the goodness of the Lord. He woke us up this morning and started us on our way. So I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. Yet one more time, is there anybody here that's glad to be in the house of the Lord? those who are watching by live stream this morning, we praise God for each and every one of you. Uh, praise the Lord that the sun is shining, that things look a whole lot better today. Amen. But listen, we got to thank the Lord for yesterday for the liquid sunshine that he gave us. Amen. We are blessed today on this third Sunday of October uh, to have uh, one of our outstanding youth who are going to lead us in a worship service today. We are so blessed to have Sister Natalia uh, McMillan, uh, who's going to serve as our worship leader this morning. Natalia has uh, worshiped, uh, served in this position before with us, and just wanted to share with you that Natalia is a, a junior honor student at Quakertown High School, where she just was inducted into the National Junior Honor Society. She is a member of the Leadership for Soul Justice Club, and she's also part of an organization called The Place for Hate, No Place for Hate. Uh, the students work with the vice principal to host events at the school. And Natalia has made the honor roll on every marking period throughout her high school career. Amen. So she's already thinking about moving on and what she's going to do in life there. So after graduation, Natalia plans on attending college in order to study computer coding. Amen. Those of us my age, we don't know anything about computer coding. Amen. I have no clue what it is. <laughs> oh, but believe me, she does. Let's welcome our worship leader this morning, Natalia McMillan. We want to thank you, welcome you to our in-person and live stream service on this blessed Sunday. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Please stand, and let's praise God in song by singing together, I came to magnify the Lord. Thank you. 
Your beautiful radiance always pushes your children forward. Your hue always granting us the most glorious of days. Your gold is always shining through the most ominous and unknowing nights. Thank you for providing us with your divine blood and body that unites us together against a void that is hate, doubt, and rejection of you. Your light guides us through taxing trials and tribulations. Through these trials, we are reminded to cherish your love, gifts, and wisdom that you never fail to grant us with. Through nights that often make others tremble, we still see your gold as the stars glistening in the night. Each of these nights also teaches how to learn from your light so that your children may be unified together. Our hearts follow your stars that you paint into the night. To others, your light is too harsh and blinding to follow, and many refuse you. Only through your children can this golden light be seen and cherished. This light gently guiding our souls to the treasure at the end of each trial. This treasure being your love and your hand embracing your beloved children, forever shining upon us. Amen. 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 Our responsive reading this morning will be selection number 573, Christian Commitment. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. For I say, though the grace is given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. ministry, let us wait on administering, or that he teacheth on teaching. For he that exalteth on exaltation, for he that giveth, let him do with his simplicity, for he that ruleth with diligence, for he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation, abhor which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kind and affectionate one to another, love. Slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoice in hope, patience in tribulation, continuing in prayer, distributing the necessity of saints given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you, bless them not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. We have the same mind one toward another. Why not hide things? Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If possible, as much as lies in you, peaceably with all men.
all sounding this morning like somebody's ready to light, let their light shine. Amen. Listen, the Lord woke us up this morning, so we ought to be letting our light shine. Amen. We want to thank Sister Natalia, amen, serving as our youth worship leader. She did an excellent job. Just let's thank Sister Natalia. The third Sunday of each month, we like to feature our young people, amen. And uh, I want to praise God uh, for the parents for uh, getting the young folk out. You know, I was just saying earlier, uh, it's hard young people out to church now. It's not that young people don't want to come to church. You can't get the parents up, amen, to get them out here to the church. So any parents that are listening, amen, or those who are live streaming, it is so important to set the foundation. Our children are dealing with things that those my age, we never had to deal with. And so they need all the foundation, the instruction that they can. And so we attempt to do our part here, but parents, you have to do your part, amen. They are with you all week long. We catch them for about an hour or two uh, here, but uh, we're praying with you and for you that you will make a stand, amen, that you will make a choice to follow the Lord, amen. Again, we want to extend a hearty welcome to each and every one of you uh, who is here today. We want to remind you of our church theme for 2023 that Let's say it together that we are together in Christ. Amen. I uh, also want to remind those uh, members of Second Baptist that we have a virtual church business meeting uh, scheduled uh, next Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m. So if you are a uh, member here at Second Baptist Church, you are welcome to uh, join with us uh, on this virtual meeting. We would uh, encourage you to come on and all of what's going on. Amen. Uh, we are just thanking God for all of the blessings. Uh, our women's ministry, amen, has a uh, presentation that they want to share with you uh, regarding an upcoming event. Amen. And I'm going to call on Sister Joan uh, Toller. She's going to come and share with us. Let's welcome Sister Joan as she comes. Good morning. Thank goodness to be able to um, have the uh, service on our phone. <laughs> so, so thank God for that. But um, good morning, church family. I'm back again. I was here last uh, Sunday to share with you information about our cookbook. And uh, we want you to know that the, uh, the printer for the cookbook has our cookbook in production. So we are assured that it will be ready for distribution on October the 28th for all of you to be able to pick up your cookbook. The 28th, if you recall, is our um, reveal of the cookbook where you will be able to taste, sample, just a taste of at least 20 recipes uh, prepared by folks that have um, put those recipes in our cookbook. As I mentioned, we have about 200 recipes in the cookbook. So it's going to be a wonderful collection of um, wonderful foods from members and family of our church. So put that on your calendar. We would love to have you and your friends to come and join us, have a taste of Second Baptist Church of Doylestown. And uh, another treat 
you may witness some um, TV personality chefs from Second Baptist Church of Doylestown demonstrating a couple of the recipes in the cookbook. So we look forward to seeing you 1 o'clock the 28th on Saturday here at the church. Pre-orders, you can still get them. We've already sold one-third of the amount of cookbooks that we, uh, that we ordered. Uh, so God has been with us every step of the way for this journey. So make sure that you get yours. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Mark that on your calendar to come out on the 28th of October, or make sure that you order uh, your cookbook. Uh, Sister Joan asked if, if, uh, if I would be fixing something, and I said, fixing what? <laughs> yeah, fixing the heat. <laughs> yeah, we all can use a little help, amen. I praise God for Sister Hamlin who's here. I, I may ask her to help me along the way. <laughs> So we are grateful and thankful for that. Um, our youth are sponsoring a youth harvest fest that's going to take place uh, on Sunday, October the 29th. Uh, that's going to be here. We're going to start here and have lunch uh, for those who like to attend, adults as well as our young people, and then we'll be heading uh, over to the Hellericks uh, Adventure Farm. Uh, we've been there a couple of years, and they, it's really a great time. So. Uh, please see either Sister Danielle um, Piku or Danielle Limble uh, to get your children registered. So we're going to push you a little bit this week to make sure that you get your children registered. Uh, it is a fun time and a great time. Um, on Sunday, November the 5th, uh, Sister Hamlin and I will be uh, celebrating our 28th uh, pastoral anniversary uh, here at the church. I'm going to ask if uh, Deacon Smith will come and just share a uh, little information uh, about that. Deacon Smith, as you know, is handling all kind of duties. He's multitasking. He's, he's upstairs uh, handling AV and, and doing everything. So let's welcome Deacon Smith. Amen. Amen. church you know 28 years is a long time and in 20 years we, we have been blessed to have a pastor and the first lady that have really cared about this church so on November 5th let's come out let's show up and show out for them and just show us show them show them the support that we that we have and the appreciation we have for the, all the things they've done for us for these past 28 years so when I mean show up November 5th let's try to fill these congregation seats you know, so we can really see, so we can really see who's, you know, appreciation for us, and you can see our face, and then, you know, show out, you know, why not we as a congregation give like a substantial monetary gift to really show our appreciation. So you could either go online, click the drop-down box, and select 28th anniversary, or you can write 20th anniversary on your check. And really, we're talking about really showing our pastor and our first lady of the support they for all the things they've really done for this church. And if you don't know what they've done, you know, just take a notice of all the things, all the activities, and you always see them always always involved. So just think about everything they've done. And this really show them our appreciation on November the fifth. Okay? Well God bless you and may God shine his mercy upon you and God bless our pastor and our first and our first lady. Amen. Amen. 
Thank you, Deacon Smith and the congregation. And uh, Deacon Smith said, been here a long time. It's, uh, you know, uh, someone once said that, you know, being a pastor is, is like uh, those dog years, that one year is like seven years. <laughs> And I, after all this time, I'm going to say, I got to attest to that. <laughs> but listen, thank God for his blessings. And thank you guys for being such a wonderful uh, congregation uh, as well for all of God's blessings. Um, you know, as we have an opportunity to give back to God today, just uh, thinking of all of his uh, grace, his mercy, the things that the Lord has done for us. Uh, here at Second Baptist, we have three ways that uh, we give here church. For those of you who are in person, there is an offertory box that is located at the back of the church. So before you leave today, uh, just place your tithes and offerings there. We greatly would appreciate it. For those who are watching online today, uh, that you can click on the Tively button uh, there on our website, and you can give your tithes and offerings there, or you can send it in. We are just grateful and thankful for the opportunity to give back to God. I think we all know that everything we have belongs to the Lord. Amen. And so just grateful for that opportunity. So we're just praying that God will touch your heart and your spirit uh, as we give back to the Lord. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, Lord, we thank you for an opportunity to give, Lord. As you have placed on our hearts, Lord God, to be here in your house and to lift up your name in praise and in adoration. And we so, Father, we say we thank you for both the gift and the giver this morning. We ask God that you would continue to bless those that gave and bless those who had a desire to give but had it not. And so, God, we just want to use these tithes, these offerings, Lord God, to build up your kingdom while we are here on earth, realizing, Lord God, that everything we have, it belongs to you. For we ask these blessings in the precious name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Let the church say, Amen. You know, each month we like to recognize and acknowledge those who are celebrating birthdays in the church as well as those who are celebrating wedding anniversaries. Amen. If you're here today and you have a birthday during the month of October, how about you stand just so that we can see who you are. And then we have a list uh, that is coming up there on the screen of those who are celebrating birthdays in October. Amen. And Pastor Paul is going to serenade us. Happy, Happy birthday to you. Let's sing along. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday to you. May anniversaries uh, during this month. Uh, how about if you stand? Amen. And I see Deacon Smith and Sister Sabrina. Deacon's upstairs, so he's uh, working uh, at 30, is that 30 years? Amen. And then Brother Lonnie and, and, and Tanya McMillan for 28 years. So let's thank God 
for the Smith family and the McMillan family. Amen. You know, our physical care ministry here at the church uh, does an awesome job of uh, keeping us aware uh, of different things that uh, are happening in the community and different health concerns and uh, for them to be here that if anyone has any physical issues while they're here at church uh, that they step up and handle that so uh, we have a special presentation today we're going to ask if uh, our leader of the physical care ministry sister Tisha McLaren will come and she's going to introduce uh, who she has with her today amen good morning second Baptist church good morning good morning so the physical care ministry is happy to have with us today Mr. Mike Richard and his team. Now, Mike is going to educate us today and share his information and his experience about living with multiple myeloma. He is currently tenured plus living with the disease and he's thriving, um, but he's here today to um, educate us. He also has with him his group that is called the Philadelphia Multiple Myeloma Networking Group. So we do welcome you. Um, I will not take too long with bringing Mike up because he will be able to give you his personal experience and share the information with us that we need to be aware of as a group. So the Physical Care Ministry and the Second Baptist Church of Galston is welcome to have you, Mike. Good morning. Thank you, Pastor, for having me this morning and my group. I am truly honored and blessed to be here this morning. Um, as Tisa just said, I am a actually 12-plus-year cancer survivor of multiple myeloma. And it's a really rare blood cancer. And we're going to just talk about it a little bit this morning, um, a little bit of education, a little bit of knowledge. I'm a firm believer that knowledge is power, and, and that's, that's the key. So we have a little bit of slide presentation, and we're just gonna we're gonna rock through it. But mostly, again, I just want to thank you for having me here this morning. It's so so important. So why am I here this morning? So we can go to the next slide because this is to me probably the most important one, and I hope you can see it really well. I'm here to support my friend. My friend happens to be African American. My very best friend Tony, who lives in Charlotte, um, was diagnosed 10 years ago. He is also a 10-year survivor. We met at a conference uh, five, six, six years ago now. I kind of lost time. We are incredibly supportive of each other. This is a very difficult disease. Um, it involves a lot of bone pain and kidney failure. Um, and it's also extremely difficult mentally. And each one of us has been our rocks for each other. We spend summers uh, hiking if we possibly can. We get together. We try to meet in Washington, D.C. In fact, I'm going to be lucky enough to see him tonight in the next few days. We're advocating in D.C. the next few days for better and improved health care laws. So that is the reason why I do what I do today. So what is multiple myeloma? So multiple myeloma, next slide please, is a rare blood cancer. It's, it's the second most common blood cancer um, out there as opposed to leukemia and AML and a few others. And it affects your white cells or, or your plasma cells. And what happens is your 
body and your bone marrow produces so many plasma cells that it crowds out everything else, okay? So it, you can't fight infection. So to give you a, a quick example of, of what it was, when I was first diagnosed in July of 2011, most people in, the, in their plasma cells and their bone marrow have less than 3 or 4%. Mine was over 80%, over 80%. It crowds out everything. Back at that point in time, they gave me roughly maybe three years to live, maybe five. So that's why I said, Pastor and congregation, I am truly blessed and honored to be here this morning. I celebrate every single day as if it's my last day. It's, it's just a beautiful thing. So next slide, guys. So what is multiple myeloma? So imagine this is kind of in simplistic terms, but we kind of did it this way. If, if myeloma was your garden, okay, and all your, your bone marrow was your garden, and so about 60% of them are white cells, about 10% are blood clotting cells, 10% are other cells, and 1% are plasma. So you have this beautiful, beautiful garden, right? And, and it's out there, and it's beautiful. We all like to tend gardens. How many people have a garden here besides me? You all have? Oh, yeah. I love gardens. I love flowers. So next slide. So what happens when myeloma happens? Well, basically think of it as a bunch of weeds getting into your garden. And your plasma cells overcrowd everything else that's out there, okay? And those plasma cells, what they do is they circulate through your body because it's in your blood, and it has a tendency to what I call eat your bones, and it creates bone lesions. I have bone lesions from my head all the way to my knees, and what that does is it weakens your bones. So I've had a fractured neck, fractured collarbone, two broken feet, and a left shoulder all in the last 12 years. Um, and other people it affects, it affects their kidneys, and they have renal failure. And there's multiple different reasons of what it does. Um, and it's extremely fatiguing. I mean, I may look great on the outside. Do I look good on the outside, Tisha? I don't look so good on the inside, so, but, but that's okay. So that's what it does. So the symptoms, let's talk about the symptoms. Next slide. The symptoms are, are what we call CRAB, okay? Which means the C stands for high calcium in your blood, which can be detected by a blood test. I mean, there is no blood test to find myeloma. However, there are tests that, that you can ask your doctor or your provider to do to see if you have what they call smoldering or MGUS myeloma, a precursor to myeloma itself, okay? You can get renal or kidney failure. You can get anemia. You can feel tired all the time, okay? Or you can have bone lesions like I had. I was diagnosed completely by accident, by the way. I happened to get tumbled in a wave and I fractured my neck. Most people do not show any signs and that, that comes to some of the difficulty of, of, of diagnosing it, that it mimics so many other diseases. It, it mimics you being tired. It mimics you think maybe you're just getting old. It mimics the fact that you might have back pain um, or that you're, you're tired. All those things mimic this. So it's very difficult to diagnose. So one of the things that, that I urge everyone I speak with is, is to push and push harder because maybe it's out there. Maybe it's there and they just aren't recognizing it. So let's talk about some facts about blacks and African-Americans in multiple myeloma on the next slide. So it happens to affect two to three times more so in the black and African-American population than the white population. That's a really important factor. It affects more men than it affects women, okay? And the typical average age of diagnosis is 60 or 65 for the general population. But in the black or African-American community, it's much younger. It could be as young as 40 years old. So it's definitely something to think. 
Um, the other thing that, that's also true is access and affordability. Okay? It's very difficult in some congregations and some, some groups to get diagnosed and get the right treatment. So it's very important to, to, to work with your healthcare provider to, to, to kind of push those issues to get the proper treatment. The other thing that's, that's most interesting is, that, again, in, in the African-American community, once treated, blacks and African-Americans have a much higher progression-free survival or survival statistic than the white population. But they need to be out there. They need to get treated. They need to take a look at their, 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 their blood work. So how can we help? Well, that would be the next slide. So there's two groups I'm representing this morning, the Philadelphia Multiple Myeloma Network Group, or PMMNG as we call it. It's just easier to say it by the acronym. And also the Health Tree Foundation, which I do a lot of volunteer work. So the Health Tree Foundation, um, they have lifetime personalized support. They have meaningful patient-to-patient -patient connections, which we'll talk about. And they have a terrific patient data. So the next slide. So one of the things that we do, okay, at Health Tree is healthtree.org, it's really simple, just like pmmng.org. Um, there's all kinds of webinars and videos where you can learn more about, about this disease. There's all kinds of information out there about coaching, okay? I'm a certified myeloma coach. Right now I have 16 different patients that I work with as they're newly diagnosed to help them navigate this disease because it's not an easy disease to understand. So we're gonna skip through the next couple slides if you want to. What's important, I think, is the fact that, that Health Tree and PMMMG have put a tremendous amount of resources behind the education and the knowledge of black myeloma health. So there's, there's multiple groups out there. There's an there's a, a Instagram account. They're on social media. That there, there's a, a dedicated Facebook account, a dedicated Instagram account. There's dedicated webinars just to how myeloma affects the black and African-American community. So there's resources out there to, to do that. So lastly, besides a big gigantic thank you, which is on the next slide, is that we're here to help. We're here to help. So we'll be here after services. And, and, and Rana, did I get it right? I got it right. It's, I've practiced that forever. Mary, Phil, Barb, and myself will be here. We have some, some great information. We have some pamphlets. We have some booklets. I would be more than happy to talk to anyone. But I want to go back to just a little bit about the diagnosis. It could be there and you not know it. How many get tired all the time? Right? How many have back pain all the time? Okay? There's so many different things out there that, that it mimics. But it could be myeloma. If caught early enough, the average life expectancy now is between 8 and 10 years. There's been so many new therapies the last few years that have developed. And there's so many more on the horizon that it's not, not, a, not the, um, how do I put this politely? I'll uh, just say it, the death sentence it used to be. Okay, there's so much new stuff out there, and it's a beautiful thing. So again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to me this morning. I so appreciate it. Let's thank uh, Brother Mike. And certainly as we uh, pray, uh, Brother Mike, for God's touch, God's healing and blessing, um, 
Because the truth is, no one knows but God. Because man may give you a certain time frame. But how many of you know that God is able to overcome? Amen. I want to thank uh, Sister Tisha and the Physical Care Ministry for providing this presentation uh, for us for today. And as Brother Mike mentioned, that there is a table that is going to be outside in the uh, foyer. After service, please make sure that you stop by and uh, get some information. We would greatly appreciate that. Amen. Let's welcome Backlands boys as they come. Thank you. 
gotten missed in the program. I hope I'm not jumping ahead. But we have a saying here. First time you come here to this church, you're a visitor. Second time here, you're family. So just wanted to welcome all those that, that are here. Uh, Pastor, I, I, I'm feeling kind of guilty, and I'll have to ask you this before we go to pray. If I'm finding a nice gold nugget on the floor here, do I share that with the church, or do I get to keep it because finders keepers? <laughs> okay, so I guess I'm going to have to share it with all of you. And one of the reasons I'm sharing this with you is I miss the people that are on live stream all the time. One of the things that would maybe encourage you to come is during Bible or prayer time this morning, Abba made a statement that I just treasure as a piece of gold. She said, when you realize you didn't make it into heaven, don't blame Jesus. He's the way. That, that's just, you know, when we get to fellowship with one another, you get to share knowledge and, and such things that impress you and can go about your life. Uh, that's, I told Abba, may I have permission to use that all the time? And she said, yes. And that is so very important. We can increase our, not only worship, but our witness when we can create other people to question in their mind, ooh, how do I know I'm getting to heaven? So I just wanted to share that. That, that. that means the world to me, Abba. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, we give you thanks, as has been said before, for the gift of life, the gift of hope, the gift of health. And Lord, the gift of wealth, not the money in our pockets, but the knowledge in our hearts and minds. Thank you for allowing us to do that. We are in a world of turmoil, Father, and yet you have kept us safe here. Even if we are threatened, Father, those of us that have called your Son our Savior, we know we are safe. Because to be absent from here would be to be with you instantly, and that is just such a precious hope that we have. But the prayer here today is for our pastor and pastoral staff, all four of them. We thank you for their love of you and your son and for their dedication of their life. They could be out in the world making millions if they worked hard enough, but they chose to stay here to help save millions. So, Lord, your highest blessing upon them, because they do mean that much to us. And as a congregation, may we listen to the sermons, the messages, and may we open up that vault that we call heart and soul. May we put it in there that we can review it at all times and call upon it and bring it out that we can be the voice of pastor, not just in this building, but everywhere we go. We ask this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen.
I'm in the house of prayer today. Anybody glad to be in the house today? In the house of prayer. Amen. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, Lord, we come on this day, a day that wasn't promised to us. Realizing, Lord God, that it was you who touched us this morning with the picture of your love to awaken us to a brand new day. So we ask, God, that you would be with us now. And then, Lord, if there's someone here under the sound of my voice who does not know you personally in the pardoning of their sins, we pray, God, that upon your word coming forth, that someone this morning would cry out, Lord God, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? But we ask this in the mighty matchless, marvelous name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. Let the church say amen. Amen. I want to thank the backbench boys. Amen. Did they sound good? Amen. Brothers were harmonizing uh, up there. Sound good. We always want to thank Pastor Paul. Amen. And Brother Chris on the drums and uh, for our music ministry here at Second Baptist Church. The Lord certainly has blessed us with people who love the Lord. You know, it's one thing to have talent, but it's a whole nother thing when you have talent and you love the Lord. Can I get a witness in here today? Amen. We do serve a mighty good God. Amen. You know, most of us, if not all of us, if you watch the news, been aware of the horrific massacre that took place in Israel on last Saturday. Unthinkable cruelty and hatred was unleashed on many Israelis who were actually there participating in a music festival for peace. These tragic events caused people all around the world to choose sides with whom it is that they will support. I believe that most of us know about choosing sides. We're familiar with it. One of the things that we did when we were growing up, for those of you who remember, you chose sides for various games. When we used to play basketball, we would always try to pick out and look around and see who was there and uh, what team that you wanted to be on. If it was a ball game, you would try to size up the grouping that was there and try to make sure that you got on the best side. You would do your best, all that you could, to be on that side because you knew that things would work out much better for you. And a great deal of thought went into that because you didn't want to be on the wrong side. Now, if you didn't wind up on the right side, and we didn't always wind up on the side that you wanted. In life, church, there are many circumstances that we encounter that require us to choose sides. And if we look back on the choices that we have made in life, I'm sure you would agree with me this morning that we have made some good choices. And come on now. And we have made some, some bad choices. I want to share with you a word that is found in the book of Exodus in the Old Testament. The 32nd chapter, and if you all be so kind just to stand with me as we stand in reverence to the reading of God's word. Exodus chapter 32, beginning at the 17th verse and reading through the 26th verse, 
It's a passage of scripture where Moses challenges the people of God to choose whom it is that you will serve. And I believe that this word is relevant for each and every one of us today because I believe that God is challenging us right now to choose whom it is that we will serve. For the word of God says, and when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moses, there is a noise of war in the camp. And he said, it is not the voice of them that shout for mastery. Neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing do I hear. And it came to pass as soon as he came nigh unto the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing. And Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tables out of the tablets out of his hand. And he brake them beneath the mount. And he took the calf which they had made and burned it in the fire and ground it in the powder and strawed it upon the water and made the children of Israel drink of it. And Moses said unto Aaron, What did this people unto thee that thou hast brought so great a sin upon them? And Aaron said, Let not the anger of my Lord wax hot. Thou knowest the people that they are set on mischief. For they said unto me, Make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what is become of him. And I said unto them, Whosoever hath any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it to me, and then I cast it into the fire, and there came out this calf. And when Moses saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies, then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. The word says, Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp. And said, who is on the Lord's side? I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning and ask your neighbor this question. Are you on the Lord's side? Turn and ask somebody this morning, are you on? Are you on the Lord's side? Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. That's the question this morning. Are you on the Lord's side? You know, the choice that Moses posed to the Israelites and the choice that I'm going to offer at the end of the service, I believe is one of utmost importance because it is a choice that has eternal significance. In our text this morning, it's important that we understand the context in which the question by Moses was asked. Moses was up on Mount Sinai. He was there meeting with God. And the rest of the people were in the camp and they were getting restless about all that was going on and they had feared that Moses would never return. And so they asked Aaron to make them gods, small g, to worship. Those of you who have been with us in Bible study 
know that when we study this passage of scripture and this particular book, that Aaron, who is Moses' brother, was not a leader, but he was a follower. And so they asked Aaron then to make them gods to worship. And he did it, and they asked of him and made for them a golden calf. And so when Moses was through meeting with God, God sent Moses down from the mountain. God was so upset with them that God was ready to destroy them all and to start over just with Moses. And Moses began to intercede on their behalf. Church, we need to understand this morning that there are times in our lives when we can really make God sick and tired of dealing with us. Amen. When we think about all that the Lord has done for us and our ungratefulness, that we won't take time to honor God and to give God just an hour, hour and a half of time, then God cannot be so upset with us when we look at the things that we are doing. Amen. But when Moses saw what was going on with the people, he saw idolatry. He saw drunkenness. He saw sexual immorality. And he became angry, and the word says that he broke the tablets of the law. And he melted down the calf that they had made, and he ground it into powder, and he put it in the water, and he made the people drink from it. And Moses then called for those who were on the Lord's side to join him and to take a stand. Church, I believe this morning that we need to have the same kind of call to commitment today. Amen. And I'm not just talking about people who need to be saved. I'm talking about people who profess to know Christ. Those like the Israelites, many today have slipped into idolatry. They may not be worshiping a golden calf or an idol, but they're worshiping other things today. They're worshiping money. They're worshiping houses. They're worshiping jobs. They're worshiping clothes. They're worshiping their recreation time. And at times, they even worship other people. We have, I believe, church, the same call today as in Moses' time. And that call is, who's on the Lord's side. Amen. And so the question this morning is, what does being on the Lord's side mean? What does it mean to be on the Lord's side? Amen. You know what it means? It means we need to understand salvation. Amen. We need to understand what it is that Christ has done for us. Amen. What it means is it means trusting by God's grace. And it means trusting the work of Christ at Calvary, amen, and not trusting in ourselves, amen. Truth is, Christ died for us, church. What we could not do for ourselves, he alone paid the penalty for our sins, amen. And he took our filthy sins on his shoulders, amen. The truth is, sometimes we try to do things by ourselves. And we try to work out our own salvation, amen. We do like uh, the woman who had hired a cleaning lady to clean their house once a week. And the cleaning lady comes every Thursday, but so every Wednesday. The woman goes around 
and wearing herself out, scrubbing the floors, clothes on the laundry, cleaning the windows. And she did it because she was embarrassed because she didn't want anybody to come in the home to see that. Now, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but I, I tell you, I've had this conversation with a number of people who do it. If anybody would admit it this morning, if you had somebody coming in, you do the same thing. I know that you do. Amen. And so today, many believe that they have to clean up their act before they can invite Christ into their hearts. But that idea, that doesn't come from God. Amen. Because with God, you don't have to clean up first before you can invite Christ into your heart. Amen. I want you to listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 9, 13. Listen to what he said. He said, but go ye and learn what is meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Amen. So what does it mean then to be on the Lord's side? It means that we got to believe in the scriptures. We have to believe in the word of God, amen? Because to be on the Lord's side, it is to place ourselves under the authority of God's word. Amen, somebody? How many of you know that we don't like authority in our lives? We don't want anybody telling us that we have to do something because we are rebellious people, amen? Especially when it relates to the word of God, amen? That's why some folks are so critical of the Bible, the reason is they don't want to be under the authority of God's word. Amen? And do what God is asking to. Some folks are critical of the Bible. Listen, even in the seminary. I got to tell you, when I went to seminary, some of the professors I had were some of the most ungodly people I've ever met in my life. Didn't believe anything that's in the Bible. I'm like, how are you going to teach? And you don't even believe what the word of God says. I had some professors who were always criticizing God's word, picking out certain verses and putting their own interpretation into God's word. Amen. But let me tell you all something this morning. We are not free to pick and choose the verses we believe and reject the rest. Amen in there, somebody. You see, being on God's side, church, means more than just believing the scriptures. It includes obeying them. Somebody say obey them. Amen. Who's on the Lord's side means that we are not to embrace sin. Amen. The world today think it's old fashioned for you to mention about sin and holiness. They get all upset, want to move away, don't want to talk about it. Amen. Said, oh, that's old folk stuff. And, and this is a new age and a new time. Amen. Trying to change things up. The world will tell you today that drunkenness and lying and and theft and sexual perversions, the world will tell you that they're just diseases of the mind rather than willful acts of rebellion against God. Amen? You know, Abraham Lincoln once asked this question to his critics. He said that if you call a cow's tail a leg, how many legs does a cow have? And you know what his critics answer? Everybody said five. And Lincoln replied, no. He said, just calling a tail a leg doesn't make it so. Amen. We can call sin by some other name if you want. But it doesn't change a thing. Y'all hear me in here today? Because rebellion against God 
I'm going to put it to you. It's sin. Amen, somebody. Somebody may be asking this morning, well, why should we be on the Lord's side? Why should we be on the Lord's side? The answer is because there's only one alternative. Amen. I want you to listen what Matthew 1230 says. God's word. It says that he that is not with me is what? Is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Amen. So Jesus makes it clear that there's no middle ground in this. He's saying to us that there's no straddling the fence on this. Amen. That there's no lukewarmness that's going to be all right. He's saying to us, church, and I'm trying to tell you this morning, that you must choose a side. Amen. You can't have it work both ways. Amen. You all remember in uh, the Gospel of Matthew and the seventh chapter, Jesus speaks about two gates. And he says that one leads to life everlasting and the other leads to eternal destruction. And I don't know if you ever noticed this, but Jesus liked to talk about the two. Amen, somebody. You ever notice that? He talked about two gates. He said there's a narrow and a broad. He talked about two ways. He said there's life and death. He talked about two kinds of fruit. He said there's fruit that's good and then there's fruit that's right. He talked about two kinds of people. Those who are wise and those who are foolish. He talked about two houses. Amen. One that will stand and the other that will fall. Church, my question to you this morning is, are you on the Lord's side? you got to make a choice. You have to make a decision. And church, I need to let you know that we should be on the Lord's side. Because of his commandment, amen, in Matthew 22, 37, 38. Listen to what it says. Jesus said unto them that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and a great commandment. Amen. You see, the basis for the Lord's command is the price that he paid on Calvary for you and for me. Amen. Over in 1 Corinthians 6.20, I want you to listen to what it says. I'm going to give you God's word, not my word, but what God says. Listen to what it says. It says, for you are bought with a what? With a price. And therefore, glory God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Amen, somebody. Now, let me tell you what the requirements are for being on the Lord's side, because there are some requirements. And first of all, there has to be a confession of sin. Amen, somebody. Because when Moses asked the question, who's on the Lord's side, the tribe of Levi responded positively. They didn't cross the line as an expression of their ignorance in the golden calf. Amen. Because Aaron himself was a Levite. Amen in here, somebody. And he was the one that built the idol. Amen. But you know what they were willing to do? They were willing to confess their sin. Amen. You see, all too often we go around and we try to and want to make excuses for our sin. But the real need is for us to humble ourselves before God, amen, and to confess our sin. We got to confess our sin to acknowledge that, yes, we have done it, that we have a problem. But we ought to thank God this morning that we have a God who's able to overcome our sins and our failures, amen. 
when you're on the Lord's side, there's also a consecration that takes place. Amen. Listen to what the word says in verses 27 to 29 of our text. It says, and he said unto them, thus saith the Lord God of Israel. He said, put every man his sword by his side and go in and out from the gate to gate throughout the camp and slay every man uh, his brother and every man his companion and every man his neighbor. Amen. Just thinking about the goodness of God and what he's done. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses, and there fell on the people that day about 3,000 men. For Moses had said, watch this, to consecrate yourselves today to the Lord, even every man upon his son and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. Amen. So church consecration, that's a word we sing, we don't use that much anymore. But we need to use it because consecration means to devote. Consecration means to set apart. Consecration means to dedicate. It means to declare as holy service to the Lord. Amen. People on who are on the Lord's side are meant to be servants. If you're on the Lord's side, that's what God is calling us to be. For 28 years, that's what Sister Hamlin and I have been servants of the Lord. To serve the people of God. To equip the people to do the work of God. And for us to love one another. Amen. As our motto says for 2023, because we are together in Christ. So I want to ask you this morning, what are you doing for the Lord? Amen in here, somebody. In the Gospel of Matthew, in the 6th chapter, in the 24th verse, it says this. That no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Amen. When you're on the Lord's side, there's a connection with the saints. Brother Deacon Busby was saying this morning in his prayer, the importance of us coming together. It is a big difference of being here in the house of the Lord where the Spirit of God and the Holy Spirit that you have connects with the Holy Spirit I have, and it connects to the Holy Spirit and the person next to you. And when the Holy Spirit, help me, when the Holy Spirit comes together and you begin to let God move in a way that only God can, that's when it is when you just can't keep it to yourself. And you begin to shout and to give God praise and glory. And you begin to thank him for all of his blessings. Amen. These people, when they made a choice to be on the Lord's side, it meant that they would join Moses where he stood. Amen. They couldn't remain with the idol worshipers anymore and, and, and truly be on the Lord's side. That's why it's important to be a part of the local church. Amen, somebody. Some people ask me, uh, well, can I just be a Christian? Without coming to church? Well, the answer actually, I mean, yes, you can be a Christian, but, but it's like a student without coming to classes. The answer is yes, but it's like being a soldier who's continually AWOL. Amen to hear somebody? It's like being an athlete without a team. It's like being a salesman without 
and it customized. Amen. God established the local church for believers to grow in grace and in knowledge. Amen, somebody. That's why I got to ask you this morning, who's on the Lord's side? Amen. Who's on the Lord's side? Are you willing to deal with sin in your life? Are you willing to consecrate yourselves to serving the Lord? Amen. Have you made that all-important connection with the local church? Amen, somebody. Are you on the Lord's side? Will you come today and give your heart and your life over to Jesus? We are living in a time right now, church, and I want to tell you, those of you in Bible study, you know that we are living in last days. All you got to do, matter of fact, by the time you get home, it's probably going to be a little closer. Because when things get ready to break out, as they get ready to happen over in Israel, and you see what's, where it's heading, you're going to have more and more people getting involved in this situation and nations. And so we very well can have some major situations that's coming down our face. But where are you? Are you still on the Lord's side? Amen. We are living in a time when it's imperative that you make the right choice. Amen. Jesus Christ willingly gave his life on the cross in order that we may have life and have it abundantly. Amen. And I don't know about you this morning, but I'm so grateful for what the Lord has done. Is there anybody here this morning that's grateful? Are you grateful this morning? Are you grateful for what God has done in your life? Are you grateful that God is still making a way out of no way for you? Are you still grateful that we serve a God who has all power in his hands? Are you grateful today? And church, here it is. Stand with me this morning. Stand with me this morning. Are you on the Lord's side? Whose side are you on? Are you on? Are you on? Are you on the Lord's side? I'm so glad that we serve a God who loved us so much. Do you realize he left heaven sitting on the right-hand side of God the Father? You can't get a better seat than that. You can't get a better place than that. But because of his love for us, he left that place came down to this place in order for us to come to know him, to receive and accept him as Lord and Savior. The Lord is speaking to you right now. Are you on the Lord's side? There's a way that you can make a choice today. That is by confessing your sin and asking the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart. If there's someone here today, the Lord is speaking just to you. He's inviting and encouraging you to give your heart, to give your life over to Jesus. Listen, now is the time. Our brother Mike was sharing with us, and I heard him mention that they gave a time frame for some as to how long you can be here, and how long you can live with certain diseases. But the reality is, even the very next moment is not promised to us. But right now, God is a right now God. And right now, he is saying and speaking to you to make a choice. So if you're here this morning, these deacons are going down the aisle. They just had their arms outstretched where they're trying to help you and encourage you. If you don't know Jesus and the pardoning of your sin, please accept him now. Just come down with us and, and uh, give the pastor your hand, but you're giving Christ your heart. Amen. And we're turning it over to him. Maybe you live in this community. You've been looking for a church home. 
you need a covering in your life, a place that you're able to use your gifts, the talents, the treasures that God has blessed you with and offer them back to God as a servant of the Lord. Amen. If there's someone here and the Lord is speaking just to you, we invite and encourage you to come and unite in fellowship with us here at Second Baptist. We would love to have you. Amen. Just thinking of God's blessings and all that we stand in need of. The Lord is just laying on my heart as we are standing. And a brother Mike, and as he was giving the presentation, my heart just went out of the need for prayer. If there's anyone here this morning that's standing in need of prayer, just come to the altar this morning, amen, and we might pray over you. If you stand in need of prayer today, if you yourself need prayer, if you know someone who needs prayer, just come today. Let's just come to the altar and go before the Lord in prayer, believing, trusting, and knowing that God is a healer. God is able to do all things but fail. And so if the Lord is speaking to you and you stand in need of prayer today, just come, just as you are. Amen. Let's move in as close as we can as others come. If you stand in need of prayer today, just come. If you know someone who stands in need of prayer today, you may need a healing this morning, physical healing or spiritual healing. You may know someone who's going through a difficult time in their life, they need the God's healing touch in their life. Amen. Amen. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, Lord, as your children have come, some for various reasons, Lord God, but we know that you know all about it, for you are acquainted with our ways and you know our needs. And so, God, we just come before you, the only one who's able to address the needs and circumstances of our life. Lord, if there's someone even standing now who has not made a choice of giving their heart and their life over to you, Lord, we ask that you would just speak to their heart right now, that they would just confess their sin unto you, Lord God, and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Confess with their mouth, thou shalt be saved. And so, Lord, we thank you. We ask a special blessing on each individual, those who have come, those who are standing, those who are sitting, those who are on live stream, Lord God. Realizing, God, that no matter where we are, we know that your healing touch is able just to think it into existence, God, and it will be so. And so, God, just unite us, Lord God, in prayer. Allow our Holy Spirit to touch one with the other. Help us, Lord God, to understand that we cannot make it in this world without you. Lord, help us to make a choice right now and to even ask ourselves the question, am I on the Lord's side? Lord, bless in a way that only you can. Lift us up, God, in a way that you only can. Touch somebody right now, God, in a way that only you can. Heal whoever stands in need of healing. Touch somebody, Lord God, who needs a touching in their life. Uh, Comfort and secure someone, Lord God, who was struggling this morning. So, Lord, we turn it over to you to have your way. Have your way in this place right now, God. Have your way on your people. Touch them, God. Help them in their belief and their trust of you to be obedient to your call and to your way. For we ask these things in the mighty name of your son, Jesus, through the Christ, we pray. Let the church say amen. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise.
Give somebody a holy hug this morning. Amen. Amen. God bless you.